Steve Cooper here with a new podcast and this one is uh, about, uh, well, I've called it Coaching for Coppers and it is a blog about coaching, what it is, what it isn't and how it can help you if you choose to use it as part of your preparation for a promotion selection process, some of the benefits of doing that, uh, to share with you some insights about coaching, about the way I coach, um, some of the ways in which people are able to help themselves and you know some of the ways to think about approaching a selection process that are you know perhaps you hadn't considered or uh, you need to perhaps listen to something like this just to pick up some insights to inform your approach uh, towards uh, promotion so just a reminder that if you do hear creaking etc i'm not getting on a bit really i shouldn't say that but uh, I'm sat on a small boat on the south coast and the wind's blowing, you can probably hear it whistling just around uh, the cabin and uh, you may hear seagulls, occasionally they'll land on the roof and make themselves known uh, but also you know the, the sound of cables clinking on yacht masts and some dim and distant voices in the background so just to kind of set the scene that's, that's where I am, it's where I relax, it's where I chill out and uh, so there may well be some occasional uh, additional uh, noises you hear so I'm just kind of hope they add to the atmosphere for you um, okay so coaching for coppers then coaching for cops coaching for police officers and just spending some time to to share some food for thought with you just in case you didn't know what coaching was and I'm expecting some of you sat there may well have done level three maybe level five coaching qualifications um, Coaching is one of the skills that's been increasingly used in policing now and there are lots and lots of um, descriptions for coaching, uh, lots, of, uh, lots of perceptions around coaching and also it's fair to say a lot of scepticism around coaching. So if you look at some of my testimonials uh, from people who have come and then been successful, uh, I think one of them's a guy, uh, Steve I think is it? There's a few Steves in my testimonies, but one of them just says, look, I was really skeptical before I came to coaching. And when we unraveled that and unwrapped that, he didn't have a clue what coaching was. He thought about it in football terms, which is not a bad thing because coaching is helping people to learn. Um, it's maximizing their potential. So there's nothing wrong with thinking about coaching, but that's a common thing that people often think about coaches in a, in a, in a sporting context. I quite like the description of coaches as a, as a thinking partner because I think that's very much what I do, uh, the role that I take, the role that I play, uh, and, and that is around encouraging, provoking, supporting, challenging, and respectfully, very supportively provoking your thinking uh, to help you move to a position that is, uh, you know, match fit or uh, appropriate and relevant to to go ahead and perform very well in a promotion selection process, whatever that might might um, you know look like, uh, and it does look different across different forces at different times, and uh, and they do change the processes. But coaching is something that can form part of your CPD, and can be very supportive to you uh, in terms of how you approach it, how you think about it, and the decisions you make um, to to progress your career. So. Um, where to start, eh? Where to start? So I suppose you want to know what a coaching, uh, what a coach does. Um, so that's a good place to start as any. So 
Um, what does a coach do? Well, research uh, identifies, there's lots of research about it. you can find it very quickly on coaching. And re researchers identified that three quarters of people seek coaching to facilitate a transition to a new role. So, you know, outside of policing, across other organisations, people look for some help, some support, uh, some thinking support, as I call it, to help them facilitate their transition to a new role. And that's also relevant to policing, so not just about, you know, transitioning from constable to sergeant, sergeant to inspector, inspector to chief inspector. Sometimes I'm asked to provide transition coaching for newly promoted inspectors, uh, sorry, newly promoted chief inspectors uh, who have been promoted from inspector. And part of that is around examining and exploring how people might choose to work differently because you're certainly not going to work the same way. Uh, and generally it's a rule that, you know, if you keep doing what you've always done in the rank you were in before uh, without trying different or exploring new ways of working, then you're not going to be performing to the best of your ability. So transition coaching is something that is clearly very popular outside of, of policing and across organisations. And uh, three quarters of people seek the coaching to facilitate transition to a new role. It can be quite daunting, you know, certainly when you get those shiny new stripes on your shoulders and certainly for the first three, six, nine, twelve months until you're embedded in there. Um, and you start feeling like they actually feel like they're on your shoulders and then you start ignoring them and you don't start thinking about them. Uh, you don't keep thinking about them all the time. And that's the transition you go through as your courage builds, your skills develop and you arrive, if you like, um, in that persona or in that position completely. Um, so making the move from constable to sergeant and from sergeant to inspector are significant role transitions. And whilst the goal of achieving a promotion is clear, the journey to realising that goal is an individual one. Uh, and that's where a coach can help. So having made the decision to compete in a promotion process, it can then sometimes be very hard to find meaningful support. And I've been in that position before, um, a, f a few years back now, but uh, I don't think it's uh, wrong to say that people still struggle to find um, meaningful support for promotion. So that's why I provide lots and lots and lots of free food for thought. Now, you don't have to come and uh, speak with me or for me to speak with you, for you to be coached. You can coach yourself. I'm going to cover a bit about what coaching is in a bit. Um, but it's generally asking questions and you can ask the right questions of yourself. Of course, you can acquire the services of someone else like myself to, to get you to... Um, to get to ask questions or to encourage you to ask the right questions of yourself. Uh, and that's how you move towards maximizing your potential. But you can also download digital toolkits. I do free YouTube videos. I do um, free guides. Uh, this podcast as food for thought. The point being is at any time you can choose to make the next step, download a digital toolkit, a full toolkit which comes with a promotion masterclass video of four hours and an exclusive insights guide and really hit the ground running so really make that commitment to yourself uh, to do the best in the process um, so there are lots of different options for you to consider from free but what does a coach do well you know the underlying intent of every coach or coaching interaction if you like is to build self-belief and you think, well, these are cops we're dealing with. These are cops we're talking about. Surely they're some of the uh, the most confident people out there. 
and uh, when I talk about some of the language that's used by promotion candidates in confidence to me as a coach and I share that with you as I will do in this podcast uh, you will find out that actually it's okay you're confident you go out there on those calls you deal with members of the public uh, you're making decisions if you're a sergeant in relation to providing services uh, managing resources directing controlling resources supervising policing activity and as an inspector perhaps across a division an area um, or force wide um, the point being is that you know a coach can help with any of those aspects but you're doing all those things all the time however there'll come a point certainly when you start doing that or when you're looking to to um, acquire one of those positions um, and you aspire to one of those positions where you're not quite at the right stage of confidence in terms of knowledge and skills and attributes and you just need a thinking partner as such to discuss those things through through with you so that you can kind of maximize the right things emphasize the right things and reflect upon what's valuable in your evidence otherwise you're just talking Um, so a coach can help pick up some of those aspects and to help build that confidence so that not only do you feel confident, you talk confident in a process and it shines through to a promotion panel. So, you know, quick question, is coaching something that you've considered? Is it in your promotion toolkit? Um, and I've alluded to some of the ways in which you can, can boost those aspects of your thinking, if you like. So in terms of what coaches do, coaches offer guidance. Um, a trained coach asks questions. Do you need to be trained to ask questions? Well, that all depends what you want. Uh, it all depends on, about the approach you choose for yourself and what you select and in terms of the coach you, you choose. I, um, I'm i a qualified coach, so I, I did the uh, Institute of Leadership uh, and Management's uh, Level 7 uh, coaching certificate. Uh, uh, so it's the, it's the Executive Coaching and Leadership Mentor qualification, so postgraduate qualification. I've done the Level 5 as well. But that's just the theory, that's about learning about how to be a good coach. What I love is the interactions with cops that ring me. Uh, Hi Steve, I've got a promotion process. I know I should have have left it this late. I am having a real um, crisis of confidence here at the moment. Uh, It's in three or four days, it's in the morning, and um, I I, I just thought I'd ring you. Uh, So sometimes that can happen late at night, I'm sat there with a beer. Uh, I try to be as accessible as I can within reason, but that's not unusual at all. And by the time we've looked through uh, and and talked through or made an arrangement to work through some of the guidance that people have got and some of the experience and examples that people have got, they're in the right ballpark and they've certainly done some work. Um, It's just about fine tuning those things and understanding that, you know, people do not walk around in a state of match fitness or readiness to sit down and, and take part and shine well on a promotion process so that's where coaches can come in and just help explore some of those issues so the skillful use of questioning and and there's no secret to any of that it's just asking open questions it does help that i'm an ex-cop and i was an ex-cop for 30 years i was a former royal marine before that um but having been a cop having been a constable having been a sergeant detective sergeant and detective inspector it does help with the insights and it does help with asking insightful meaningful questions Um, although that's not completely necessary in the context of coaching i just find it's very helpful to tap into those experiences and i find that um, you know people do 
uh, appreciate that, that that credibility, that experience, and being able to talk some of the parlay, <laughs> some of the jargon in policing, and to understand it. Um, so that's uh, I'm really smiling to myself if you hear me uh, kind of breathing slightly heavier, but um, because I'm still confused and bemused at how many times you know police jargon does change. Uh, incidentally, you don't want to be including jargon in your promotion uh, panel, particularly if you've got someone. Uh, a lay community member etc on the board because it's not really uh, respectful or the done thing so that's one of the points we would cover if someone starts talking about using a lot of jargon in their language i say okay can we just talk about that for a minute you know is that inclusive uh, is that excluding people who may, may have just been invited in to witness the process um or who form part of your promotion panel so that's just one tiny point but you know skillful use of um of, of questions stimulates and challenges and provokes your thinking and it's a great place to be when you're doing that and it helps examine issues from different perspectives uh, to generate options for action um, to deliver results that are sought by yourself and that are required by the organization so um, you know a coach asks questions in short um, they offer guidance uh, as i've said they're often described and it's my favorite as a thinking partner um, Asking questions around the role, so a really simple one, you know, what I can ask the questions, but what I try and do is in, encourage you to think that um, I, I am the chair of the promotion panel, and I've just asked you the first question on the board. Could you please share with us your understanding of the role that you're going for, whether that's sergeant, inspector or chief inspector? And that's a cruncher. It's an absolute cruncher every single time. Such a simple question. But when people give their first honest best response to that, it can generally... Um, we can generally add value to that by uh, alluding to and including uh, some of the functions and dimensions of the role uh, and how you see those playing out in, in the current policing context and environment. So asking questions around the role, you know, why you? That's a hard question. Why you? I try not to ask too many questions as, uh, around why um, because, um, you know, but it is useful it's, it's a critical one for interviews because every question in an interview is why you why are you putting yourself forward for this you know why should anyone be led by you um why you it's a it's a, it's a good question um one of my favorite questions as a coach is when someone says they want to do something or they would like to do something i ask what's stopping you and that's a really powerful question when you say that to somebody what's stopping you and then you just remain silent as a coach. So there's lots of these techniques you can use as a coach that really you know what you're doing. You know you're using these questions skillfully, insightfully, and you know what you're trying to get the person to um, to do, which is to think through issues. So it's not very much teaching because I always use the, you know, Socrates, I think it was, who says, I can't teach you anything, I can only make you think. And I love that. I love that quote. Um, I find it really inspiring. And it's it's what I try to do. I can't teach cops how to do things. Um, it's not what I seek to do as a coach. But using that Socratic approach, if you like, it's very much a questioning approach, getting people to think, making them think through asking questions. Um, I always think, as, a, as good coaches should do, of the individuals that I work with and the people that read my products and watch my videos, I'm always thinking of their potential not their performance and often people will come to coaching and say well i'm not sure i've got the right evidence i'm not sure i've got the right examples 
and they're thinking about their performance whereas as a coach i'm able to look at it and go but you're saying that really confidently let's have a look at what i think you might have so let's have a look and let's go through some of the competencies and some of the descriptors that that can kind of draw out the and develop the examples you have got so i always think uh, of people uh, and my clients my customers in terms of their potential and all of my products are designed from that perspective you know so i'm always thinking about your potential not your performance and interestingly that's uh, an approach taken by the college of policing with fast track candidates although they are assessed for fast track so if you're a constable and you're going for fast track promotion to inspector on the fast track scheme yes you'll have to evidence um uh, your examples at level three which is executive um, on the competency and values framework, but they're actually assessing your potential, not wholly your performance. So it's very much an assessment of your potential. So there's an, a coaching analogy um, there with that that I recognised anyway. Um, it's very much around customising the approach to an individual's needs. So what I do is not, um, you know, it's not replicating. It's not a, a kind of sausage making factory approach to individuals so every person that comes to me doesn't get the same spiel doesn't get the same conversation um it's very much a bespoke approach to the individual's needs which of course good coaching should be um because it's very much around listening listening to understand not listening to reply so really listening and being present for somebody um helps me to understand their position their level of confidence and where they are on their promotion journey as as so to speak um so it's very much around me just supporting as a coach to enhance the skills and resources that you already have and that's another thing missed by candidates is they think they're coming to me or coming to a coach or they need to have everything ready to go with a coach um, and for a coaching session and that's not the case because you already bring certain skills and knowledge and experience but you may not interpret them or talk about them or share with them or exploit the relevant parts of it that will help um, your performance on the promotion board so that's what a coach does um, offering guidance asking questions thinking of people in terms of their potential and not necessarily their performance asking you know targeted questions and helping them to to think so all of that generally has the the effect of demystifying the promotion process for people and when you reflect on that i mean two of the hardest things to handle in life are success and failure and that's never more true than when you're talking about coaching uh, and you're talking about the nature and the topic of promotion <laughs> you know you don't nobody wants to spend all the time preparing for a promotion selection process to fail or to be unsuccessful but i often coach people who have been through that process and cops like to fly by the seats of their pants they like to wing it they like to have a go that's that's part of the culture um let me have a go first then i'll see what i did well what i didn't do well and what i might be doing differently next time so people come and other people just say no i want to surf the wave i want to get on the wave and surf it now and get ahead of the curve i want to do as much as i possibly can to help myself and to increase my chances and improve the odds of success now so that's where some people just say okay well i don't care what you've got steve give me the full toolkit 
uh, and they download it. Well, they don't actually say that to me. They just go ahead and do it because you can do it at any time uh, in policing hours, 24 seven, three, six, five. So um, again, in terms of, you know, if, you, if you're still skeptical of coaching or, you know, what I'm saying to you isn't resonating, then, you know, you may want to kind of work slowly through some products uh, and a video and some people do that as well. And and we have honest conversations, you know, people say to me, I haven't got time to read, Steve. I know what you're talking about reading. I haven't got time. You know, I haven't got time to kind of scratch my nose, so to say, with everything going on in my life. So we have conversations around, you know, prioritising. Um, how do you prioritise? How can you prioritise? Okay, how will you prioritise now? Because we've all got 24 hours in a day, so to say. Okay, so... Both success and failure um, feature intrinsically in police promotion processes. So coaching can help individuals. Coaching can help you with your preparation and your approach. Even if it's just guiding you through what can seem like a, a misty or murky journey around around promotion boards. And, and some of the um, products, if you like, some of the benefits, some of the um, byproducts of coaching that facilitate success... Um, include for those that are aspiring to future promotion you know coaching provides a competitive edge you're already briefed so to say it's like somebody's already briefed you before you walk into a board or a selection process your brain is saying hey i've been here before i know what it feels like i haven't got to think about or experience this for the first time i've actually practiced and rehearsed and practice and repetition 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 are great learning um approaches and methods so you know through an increased self-awareness and improved knowledge it enhances in performance so you know i like to believe and think and I, I believe i can evidence through the testimonials that people provide for me um that candidates are simply better prepared they're more match fit um one of the other benefits proactive focused thought laser focus is brought to bear on the topic and nature of a promotion interview or selection process. So attention and observation around that is about being on point and informed. Self-belief, self-motivation, um, commitment, awareness, responsibility. So a coach's job is to build responsibility, to help people to accept their own responsibility to achieve their own goals and to progress their own careers. Um, and to take action, you know, at the end of the day, I'll talk about a model in a minute that, you know, you might use in coaching, but um, at the end of the day, all coaching really is, is about you taking action. It's never about the coach. It's always about the person being coached and no coach in the world can do anything without the individual um, coachee, if you like, taking action. That's what it's all about. Um, candidates who have had some coaching or awareness or had a look at my downloadable guides or watch my um, promotion masterclass and they're in tune with this they've got a higher than normal focused attention it's really focused in and it leads to higher than normal performance on boards and you can see that through looking through the testimonials where people say i absolutely smashed it i had great feedback afterwards the chair of the panel asked me to remain behind and said how did you prepare what have you done who helped you how did you get on and they say what they want to say. The point being is they prepared and they prepared better than anybody else. And coaching was part of that. So that's how some of the um, benefits of coaching can work. Um, 
And, and, and many people, when they get through it, how do they feel? Well, as a result of getting through the board, that's brilliant. But often just after a coaching session, they wish they'd done it years ago. I've lost count of the amount of people that said, that. Oh, I wish I'd done this years ago, Steve. Or oh, I should have done this before the last two processes, Steve. Uh, and I say, well, you know, what were your reasons for not doing that? I just I didn't even know anything about it. So that's what this this podcast is about, is just to share some insights, some food for thought, to equip you, if you like, um, with... Uh, you know the um, information you need to make decisions around whether you want to include coaching so um, there's many descriptions as I've alluded to earlier on for for what coaching is Uh, there are some principles that underpin it so confidentiality so unless you admit a serious criminal offence generally coaching and all the services I provide are confidential so nobody needs to know that you've had any support, any help, any uh, supportive discussions, um, or that you've got a secret toolkit, which has been described as an unfair advantage. And I couldn't possibly comment, but uh, you know, if I was to step outside myself for a minute, I might agree with that and say, yeah, if you've got a digital toolkit uh, or a promotion masterclass video and you've downloaded it, then you are... Uh, you do possess an unfair advantage. I mean, it's difficult to argue against that because uh, it tends to work with people uh, simply because you've got a vast array, uh, significantly more information available than anybody else uh, if they haven't got it. So, And it's a lot smarter. Your time's valuable. Uh, most candidates are time poor. Uh, and so they really do appreciate being able to hit the ground running straight away. And... Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm zoomed out in terms of having to have had Zoom meetings, team meetings. Um, I like to, um, you know, I like to provide an approach where people can uh, you know, escape that, if you like. So download a video straight away. It's yours. It's yours for one, two, three promotions uh, to help you, uh, subject to changes, obviously, in promotion selection processes. But... Uh, once it's yours, it's yours. There's no passwords. There's no logins. There's no registrations. It's just you know, download it and crack on. Um, so when we talk about what coaching is and and, and the value of it, um, I like Tim Galway's um, definition. It's one great definition of coaching, and he says that coaching is unlocking a person's potential uh, to maximise their own performance. It's helping them to learn rather than teaching them. So I quite like that. Um, helping them to think as well uh, is, what, is what I would add. So coaching is unlocking a person's potential. So very much the approach the College of Pleasing takes when they assess potential uh, for fast-track candidates. Now, the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development, uh, CIPD, they suggest that coaching is developing a person's skills and knowledge so that their job performance improves, hopefully so that organisational objectives are achieved. So that's a kind of narrow work-based focused approach. But of course, the bottom line is, you know, you are going for sergeant, inspector, um, chief inspector. And the value of that is it helps you to do your job better. And it helps you kind of open up to, to further information and ideas you might not have considered before. So, you know, some people say coaching generally occurs over a short duration. Well, it can do. I do pretty intensive two-hour sessions and that can sometimes transform a person's approach and you'll see testimonials on my site from people who just say that two hours steve 
that completely transformed it unlocked it unlocked everything for me uh, and put everything into perspective some people just say the penny just dropped it kind of brings all those things together when i ask some questions and then kind of guide you towards um, the role the functions the dimensions that you're probably already doing but you're just not expressing it that way it's just helpful and supportive so it's helping you to um, maximize your own performance uh, rather than teaching you anything so you know when people say coaching occurs over a short duration it can and it's relatively structured to help you achieve your set goal of getting the next promotion if you like so it's bespoke to that but i also um uh, you know that coaching can also take place over a longer period of time so some people want to have coaching uh, every month for three or four months before a uh, process so on the run-up to a process they're actively paying attention to their learning and their development in an intensive period of time and really i suppose that's all you're doing with the qualify with the exam to qualify for sergeant inspector is you're committing to a process a, a, a timed process to study and prepare for the exam and you probably forget half of it in all honesty you probably forget all honesty if you get it in all honesty however you need to get to that point where you're able to remember and recall it and uh, so remembering and recalling is, is one thing but actually if you understand what you already do rather than just having to remember it um, you get away from this thing around you have to remember loads of information to get through a promotion board you don't you just have to understand what it is you do and what you will do and share that with a promotion panel together with some of your values and insights around who you are and try and strike the balance about being congruent or authentic with that because um, a promotion board should essentially just like coaching if you do it right if you're prepared right and you match it should relatively just be a conversation it's a it's a conversation that's set up you've got a panel of three people it's a date and you're going to walk in and sit down and they're going to ask you some questions that's going to take them very little amount of time and the rest of the eight, six, seven, eight, nine minutes is yours to respond. So if you're prepared for that, uh, that's where coaching can help so that you are someone who's able to continue talking through that nine minutes uh, and it's not enough for you, rather than, you know, you're finished and done in two minutes and worrying about trying to fill the space. So that's where the difference can, can come in with what coaching is. And it's perfectly natural to be un uncertain um, and sceptical about coaching I, I, I accept that and people are quite honest when they they say to me really Steve uh, I'm trying I'm trying you or I've contacted you as a last resort and I'm perfectly happy to be um, uh, contacted on that basis as a last resort and you'll see lots of people in testimonials that did that and smashed their boards afterwards so what is it that coaching unlocks for people what is it and I believe it's just a different way of looking at things. It's a, it helps you see different perspectives. So there's no rocket science in any of that. I'm talking about asking you questions, open questions that you would recognize as officers. So who, what, when, where, why, how? Uh, I always tend to add others on, onto it, um, onto that, or at least one other element to that. Um, uh, and you'll recognize the, the same techniques that coaches use. So um, that's what coaching uh, is or how it's described and i'll describe what coaches do uh, i think it's important for you to think about whether you you're going to do it for promotion or not but to think about so many forces have got coaches and it's quite interesting to see how that plays out because some people have got 
um, qualified coaches who work as cops um, and they can coach people through certain activities. And I'm also noticing that professional development units, so um, probationer training or student training officer units, if you like, um, are now some of them being referred to as coaching units and for the tutor constables to be referred as coaches. And in a way, that's good that you um, that, 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 that language is being taken on, that those concepts are being introduced and embedded. Uh, I don't know any detail around it, but it's a change. It's a, it's a, a favourable change, I think, from previously. Um, and it's a very nice thing to think about, you know, a tutor constable's asking questions. So, you know, you've identified five lines of inquiry there on this crime. That's brilliant. Um, can you think of any others? That's good coaching because the individual's then racking their brains and the grey matter's going, the cogs are turning, they're actually thinking for themselves. And then a coach can step in and say, okay, um, would you like a suggestion? You know, here's a suggestion. What about this one? And that may trigger some other uh, memories that they actually do know a couple of other lines of inquiry. So it's very much a process around thinking, supporting and helping people to see things from different perspectives. And it takes time and it beats a different approach rather than, you know, someone saying, oh, you've only thought of five lines of inquiry there. There's at least another four. Get your pen, write these down. So it's very much more a supportive approach to helping people grow and to learn and to develop and to maximise their own potential, if you like. Um, so thinking about coaching um, to set your goals is good uh, and having a coach support you, whoever that is, in whatever context to reach your achievement. They can do that. That's what coaches do. Um, it gives gives people the tools, the mental tools and dexterity and thinking to, to succeed and the underlying kind of interaction or intent of every um, coaching experience is 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 to build self-belief and to encourage um, responsibility to get the job done because that's your responsibility essentially is to get it done to take the action necessary so um i just wanted to touch on on, on one other thing before i talk about how um people can think and some of the language that i said i i pick up on as a coach with candidates so i Coaches can use different models. So if you go and get a book or you just do a quick Google search, you'll find there's lots of coaching models you can use. Um, Clear, Grow, and, 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 and Grow is, is, is the one that most people recognise. So that's Golf Romeo Oscar Whiskey, and it stands for goal. So what is the goal that you're aiming for, that you want to achieve, that you aspire to? Uh, and, you know, I'm never going to assume and presume that someone's... Um, goal is their end goal uh, because they may be wanting to become a chief constable at some stage and uh, the next step to sergeant or inspector is their process goal it's a step on the way so i never assume and presume that but generally i'm working with people who want to achieve the next step to progress their career to the next rank so goal uh, we don't need to talk too much about that it's the reason you're contacting me uh, it's the reason why you've downloaded a masterclass or a toolkit uh, to help you move forward. Um, so the goal bit in this context of promotion is generally, on most occasions, uh, agreed almost implicitly um, without covering it specifically or explicitly. So um, the next kind of stage on the model uh, is reality. And that's just an honest conversation about where you are right now in terms of 
you know, being match fit, levels of understanding, uh, knowledge of the role, evidence, examples, going through that. What's the reality of your situation at the moment? How would you describe that? How would you share that with, with me or with a coach? What does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like? What's that reality for you? Because it's important, because we need to kind of think about it or you need to you might want to think about it and include it in your approach um and the next one is options so the next part of the grow model is options and uh what options are open to you and that's a really important aspect of um you know your consideration when you're using that model of moving forward what are the options you can choose or discount to help you move forward so uh, you may choose to have a coach you may choose not to use coaching they're both decisions and you'll have some thinking around that you may choose to download every policy in your force from your computer system or your um, uh, library if you like and i know some people have done that and it's utterly utterly useless to do that but they do it in the right honest old belief that the answers are in there somewhere. <laughs> and so you can hear me laughing to myself because people actually do do those things. They download all their false policies on everything you can shake a stick at. And all it is is a paperweight, a waste of paper. So it's not the right approach. So, but it is part of, you know, uh, it is an option for you. Another option would be what if somebody's already prepared everything you need to go right now and you can download that, watch it, listen to it, um, and get stuck in straight away to it. Well, again, I've already done that for you and I've alluded to those products and resources which are all available on my site. Um, there are free resources on there, so free YouTube videos, free guides, and uh, that they're all options for you. you know, some people avail themselves of all of those options and coaching one-to-one -one afterwards, and others just use all the free resources. And the reason I do that is because I've been where you are before, it just helps sometimes to be able to start thinking properly and to start m gaining some meaningful momentum. And so those free resources are, if you like, I suppose it's like tipping a, for you to go and have a look at some of them. If you're in a rush, it can be quite difficult. It's like trying to pick up a 50 piece jigsaw and you end up finding out you're missing seven or eight, nine, 10 pieces. So you haven't got, quite got the whole picture, if I use that analogy. Uh, whereas if you have a determined plan um, considered approach and you allow yourself some time to prepare ahead of the curve you can make a wise decision around which options you include as part of your preparation and they may or may not include uh, the ones I've talked about uh, or coaching at all because you know there are people that walk amongst us uh, few and far between but they uh, weirdly to some of us uh, or you know um, understandably because they're either really really clever individuals and they set themselves apart in lots of other ways you know there are people who are capable of just walking straight in or maybe they're already working on something that's hot off the press some big force project the point being is options they'll still consider options and that's part of one of the models um, part of the model the grow model and then the w the whiskey bit at the end of the model the grow model is will and as i alluded to earlier on that essentially ends of all the things we've talked about of all the conversation we've had of all the thoughts that we've been through together all the evidence all the examples what will you do what will you do 
because if you walk away and you leave that or you don't do anything then that's the end of it it's metaphorically physically in reality that's the end of it if you don't take action so uh, the grow model is one model as i said there's lots of other models um i don't get too hung up about models really it's very much a bespoke approach with the individual uh, and i wouldn't insult anyone's intelligence by just working through a um, model that most people um, are aware of when it comes to coaching we can find out just by scratching the surface it's very much a bespoke approach and there are other models good coaches have a choice of lots and lots of models that they can bring and apply um, to encourage discussion and to kind of you know maximize potential of individuals so the grow model is one of the tools that coaches can use to help you succeed now one of the things i wanted to um, talk about was the language that some people use and I have alluded to this, I think, on a couple of the YouTube videos that I've done, where a coach picks up on people's language. So if someone says, I'm not really confident about that, I might say, well, tell me a little bit more. What do you mean by that? What's behind that? Because it's important to have those conversations, get it out. But when I hear some people say, you know, I've got fog and confusion in my head, I get it. I absolutely do get it. I know I work with enough people to know exactly what that means. And particularly, um, you know, when people say they've got a lot of noise in the head ahead of a promotion process, it's because they're firing on all cylinders. They're, they're mentally wired and, and you need a break from it. Uh, and one of the best ways to do that, incidentally, as I alluded to in one of my videos, is to go and watch a action film you don't want a rom-com or a really good think a real a film that makes you really think um you want an action movie so that you can escape the world escape your head for for two hours and when you do that you stop thinking about it and all those thoughts go to your part of your brain where you can recall them from and your brain just almost breathes a big sigh of relief and when you return to the world, all that noise will flood straight back in. So people often say, look, I've got fog and confusion. I'm hoping that just before a board, it isn't fog and confusion. It's more like I really want to get all this stuff in order and get across what I want to get across to the board. But early on, people will say, look, I've got fog and confusion. Now, I'll pick up on that. We can unravel that and we can kind of drill down into it and see what they mean. But what's really behind that? Because what they're talking about is a level of uh, unpreparedness that can be worked with and we can get you match fit with that um, there's certainly an improved position from there um, fog and confusion is often used either together or uh, demystifying or the mystification around promotion processes is not unusual either um, monsters in my head that's one of the um, that's one of the, the more dramatic uh, bits of language that people have said and that's not uncommon language like that um monsters in my head so i'll say well what do you what do you mean by that what does that mean could you just explain it let's 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 get to the bottom of that and we work out that actually just like research shows people have already got shot ahead to the interview stage and as research with interviews show you know i think it's about something like 76 percent of people are terrified that when they go in their promotion board, they'll dry up. There'll be an awkward silence that the world will open up and they'll want the floor to swallow them. But they've already shot ahead there in their head to that stage without relaxing, thinking about where they are now and the fact that there's actually time ahead 
to completely change that stance and that position. So monsters in my head is a, a dramatic way of saying, you know, I, I'm actually terrified of the process, of the uncertainty, of not knowing. And that's okay. It's just part of it's just part of people's approach. The great honesty around coaching that I love is when people feel that they can share that kind of thinking, that kind of um, effect with me. Because when they can, we can get to work on that. That's good. And coaching is very much around supporting people. Coaching is not counselling. Um, that's very much around looking at issues that have happened in the past and for professional counsellors to do. So a trained coach will know uh, that you know they are coaching. They're not counselling. They're not psychological uh, psychiatrists. Um, and, and that's all part of a professional coach's training as well. So when people say they've got monsters in their head and we unravel it, it's generally around um, the language they've chosen to describe their, their worries, their fears, their concerns around, um, you know, um, being in an interview. But it hasn't happened yet. That's the best thing about it. You can get to work on it. Um, I feel like a rabbit in the headlights. So that's not unusual. I feel like a rabbit in the headlights. I feel this process is approaching like this great huge um, truck with its lights on. And I am just like, don't look at the lights. Don't look at the lights. I am absolutely trapped in there and I need to move. I know I need to move, I just don't know how to move. So they use that analogy and I really pick up on that kind of language as a coach and uh, and it really does signify what's going on inside people and it does need translating, if you like, identifying and then translating and then we can kind of dissipate it and start getting some traction on what's meaningful and thinking positive things uh, and that's generally around taking action. And uh, someone else has said, you know, I feel like I'm going to be put on trial for my life. <laughs> and, you know, I, I laugh I laugh at these things while I'm saying it, and I shouldn't laugh, but um, people have... They're, they're, I mean, that's just three, three or four. Um, there are lots of others that, uh, that I could talk about, but I'm just talking about how people actually um, describe what's manifesting in their head ahead of a promotion process. And I love the honesty around it. So, you know... I feel like I'm I'm being put on trial for my life. And it can feel very much like that. And I think that's where a lot of the, not all, but I think that's where some of the resistance to the fact that forces use interviews to select people. But as when, you know, justice is, is kind of seen to be done in court, you know, you have to be in court. There's no way around if you're a witness or a defendant or something, you can't not be in court. Um, you know, the process needs you there. And so an interview, they they want to be able to see you. They want to be able to speak with you. They want to be able to get some insights into how you think, how you make decisions, what kind of leader you are, what things are important to you. And an interview is the mechanism by which that happens. Now, there are arguments both for and against whether it's right, whether it discriminates against people, whether it's unfair. And, you know, people might look at that emotional language, those emotional thoughts and think, you know, actually, if we're making people feel like they're on trial for their life, maybe we should do away with interviews. And uh, some forces have done away with interviews. I, I can't remember off the top of my head which ones, but they definitely have. And uh, not necessarily for those reasons, but uh, probably more to keep looking for the Holy Grail, which is the perfect promotion system. But they'll find plenty of people who, who agree with that. 
but those same people uh, don't like what replaces it. Uh, and when people go for assessment centres that involve psychometric tests and presentations and briefings, they're equally terrified by those as well. So there isn't a perfect process in place, but whatever the process is, and I've helped enough people or supported enough people through through them now, um, coaching can help. So hopefully you've had some insights from me just sitting here on my boat sharing some food for thought with you around the value of coaching, uh, some of the options that are available to you. Um, hopefully you'll think about coaching and consider it um, in its many forms if you haven't already. But more importantly, I just want to convey to you that it is a really helpful and meaningful um, option for you or um, consideration for you if you really do want to get match fit and you know smash a promotion board and by that I'm using I'm using successful officers language where they've succeeded often beyond their own honest expectations because they're in touch with um, the issues that have been unraveled for them through coaching they are aligned to the competencies they're familiar with the framework and they're more importantly confident about talking about it and you can't be confident about talking about it if you haven't done the work. And I'll finish on the main point around coaching, which is whether you call it the work um, or the thinking, it's about action. And if you take action, once you've got your options, um, you will be moving forward towards uh, maximising your potential, which is all you want to do on the day. Okay, so that's about coaching for coppers and sharing some of my insights with you. And I will be back uh, with another podcast for you shortly. Until then, take care.